Hello, welcome everybody. Yes, I've live episode 142 this morning. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the CEO of the Soar Financial Group, and it is my pleasure to welcome Brad Rourke in a few short seconds here on the program. He's the president and CEO of Scotty Resources. They have a really interesting project just outside of Stewart, BC, and we're going to talk about it with him and his details, his plans, what he learned from 2020, what's he planning to achieve this year. So stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll get some good information out of Scott, uh, out of Scott, I'm saying out of Scotty and Brad Rourke for sure. But before we do that, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and Twitter channels. Hit that little like and subscribe button as well. Turn on that notification bell. That way you get notified when we go live with another update. And we do all our interviews live. That way you have an information advantage and you can follow and execute on those ideas as quickly as possible before all the other investors hear and see about it. Now, with that, enough of that, let's switch over to Mr. Brad Rook. Brad, thanks for joining us. How are you, bud? Yeah, I'm great, Kai. Nice to see you. I think a year ago we would have been in uh, Toronto, uh, maybe to the day almost. Yeah, yeah. It's like pretty much. Like, and that's where we met. Like, I think it was four years ago. And you remember where we met? I do at Jimmy O'Brien's party. And it was in front of the washroom too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you told me about Scotty. It was super interesting. I've been following your uh, your story actually ever since. And it's too bad we haven't had you on earlier because I, I like what you're doing up there, Brad. And uh, let's before we dive into details, though, give us a quick 30, 60 second rundown on Scotty and then we'll dive way deeper into the story. Sure. Uh, Scotty's a junior exploration company, Northwestern British Columbia, the Golden Triangle. And... Uh, We've, our main asset is we acquired a past producing gold mine that produced a half ounce per ton in the early 80s. And when gold rolled over at that time, this mine took a $20 million facility uh, of 22% interest is what they're paying to the Royal Bank of Canada. So when gold rolled over, that shut it down. And so that's what made me look at this opportunity of past producing gold mine that shut down because of economics. And and Pritium at that time that I got involved was building a power line to the Bruce Jack mine and it went right beside Scotty. And those are the two things that the two catalysts that got me involved five, six years ago. So. Yeah, it's like, why don't start with the history actually of the project quite a bit. And you, you said you, you came back to the sector five, six years ago and uh, like, yes, like Pritium's development sort of prompted it, but you've been looking at this for a while. Like give us a bit of the history of Brad Rourke and uh, what, what have you done before and why'd you come back? Like, why do that to yourself, well, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, I was kind of a newcomer on mining, but I'm not. Uh, I worked in the service side of the, of the industry up until 98, just after the Windy Craggy and the Brex and all that sort of stuff happened. But I was uh, the right-hand man, to, uh, a gentleman named Bruce Hobson. So we were kind of one of the premier stakers, camp builders, line cutters, and I did all that work. Uh, for pretty consistently for about eight years, I staked Comess Mines. It, I, I actually was called Johansson Lake at the time for Hunter Dickinson, and I've been on every property. So I, I did uh, a good portion of my 20s. Most of my 20s, I worked in, in mining services. Uh, went uh, when mining rolled over in 98, 99, I went back to uh, where I was born in Calgary. I'd been living in Smithers for most of my adult life and got into finance and right place, right time and ended up running a, a financial services firm, much like an EMD would be now. And, and uh, you know, we had a really good run investing in energy and real estate. Oh, uh, six, I, I, I moved back to Smithers, moved my family there for uh, because it was a great place to raise children. And, and, uh, 
I didn't plan to get back <laughs> into mining, but it was just, uh, you know, I was helping out some local guys and, and saw an opportunity again, past producing gold mine, uh, the power line infrastructure, which, which made me excited. And that was already five years into the bear uh, market. So I'd be like, oh, gold's going to turn around. And it was 1100, 1200. And I guess it has turned around. We just haven't seen it in our, our share prices. But uh, yeah. And so what I'm, what was happened, you know, I thought things would turn around 2017 and I was being really smart. Well, I've never worked harder and I'm going into my sixth year now, but you know, we've had fun and we've uh, been able in that bear market, we were able to get a lot of things done, uh, which might not be able to get done if, if things were frothy or healthy. Yeah. Little, little. So we took a, we took advantage of things. No, yeah. for sure. And like lower prices actually makes it easier for new investors to come in, take some old investors out. Right. And uh, I understand you actually bought all of the shares you own and like maybe how, how many percent do you own in the company in the market? Yeah. Uh, I should know the exact and I don't know, but you're, you're right. Cause I didn't start this company. It had 30 some odd million shares existing when I came in. So everything I had, I, I paid for and I, you know, it was a $600,000 market cap when I came in. And, and uh, so, you know, I paid, I think, five cent shares and it was uh, for a lot of them. But I mean, I bought it all the way. Heck, I think in 2017, I, I now don't quote me, but I think I put $100,000 in at, at 25 cents. And here we are. 22 cents <laughs> So much today. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, you know, that's the market. I'm, I, uh, I've been around the stock market for a long time. So it's not fun, but... Uh, it's not my first no. time either, so I'm, I feel comfortable. Since yeah. We touched on the capital structure for a second. Let, let's stay on that topic before we talk about the history of the Scotty Gold Mine and the area itself. Um, do you want to quick give us a quick rundown of the, of the cap structure? Cash, of course. Like, Who are some of the bigger shareholders involved? Sure. So I think we're just, just 2.9 million now. I think at 3 million on our we're, – we're starting to get things going for the, the upcoming season, so we're starting to spend. But we're $3 million in the bank. Uh, some of my bigger shareholders is, is myself personally, uh, Eric Sprott's in for, he owns, I think just under 10%. We have a family office out of uh, Switzerland that owns 9.9%. Uh, they want to remain anonymous. That's why they, they stay right at, at that 9.9, but they are mining. Uh, it's a mining office and, uh, you know, they've been at the front end of a, a few really good things so it's great to have that support and uh, uh you know i know u.s global bought me I, I didn't know that i found that out by reading uh, uh one of the reports and so yeah that, that that's about the two biggest uh uh groups and then so about three of us own 30 percent of the stock to us just three of us yeah, it makes conference calls pretty easy getting your investors on the phone right <laughs> <laughs> that's right um, yeah. any warrants options outstanding that we need to worry about uh, no i i wouldn't say i mean there's I think we're 122 million uh, issued and outstanding, but uh, fully diluted is 144. But there's two warrant holders. Eric Sprott owns 75% of those warrants, and the Swiss family owns the other 25%. Uh, apart from a few broker warrants and, and, and such, but it's such a small amount. But for the most part, uh, it's a 75-25 split okay. between those two. No, that's fantastic. And Eric is a supporter, so he doesn't scalp, right? He doesn't. They sell the shares to keep the warrants. At least I have yet to hear about that. So that's fantastic. All right. Oh. Capital side covered. 
three million in the bank. You're about you're you're doing preparations for this uh, this year's season and work already. But before we start talking drill budget and plans for this year, let's talk about past. Uh, what sort of have you done in the last five six years, and like what have you inherited? Okay, well, when we first started out, my big fatal flaw was Scotty Gold was all that in a bag of chips, as good as I thought, but it was only 400 hectares. <laughs> so, and, and I uh, come from a kind of an institutional background, so I'm going to all the, the offices, you know, that uh, 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 in mining, I don't know the mining guys, but look, I got this, and they're like, it's never going to fly, Brad. Uh, so with, during that bear market, I've done well over 12 transactions and, and now we're 25,000 hectares uh, uh, and in mostly two contiguous pieces and, and pieces that all touch that, that fit together are really important just for, for a whole host of reasons, a smart business sense. But, uh, you know, we started with 400 at Scotty, but that piece now is, let's just call it just 10,000 contiguous pieces. And we accumulated all the land around the Scotty gold mine which was difficult and it took years to do, but uh, we were lucky enough that we got it down. And again, I think because of that bear market, you know, people have been holding on for so long and we just made it a little bit easier to, to get things done. So we're, we're happy we, we did that. Uh, one of the other things, you know, I came into this company as an investor and, and, and took it over. Uh, so no one who's, who's Brad Rourke. So, what I knew is, is Scotty Goldmine sat in 20 banker boxes. I gave those banker boxes to a company called Equity Exploration Consultants 2017. So another thing, not only did we accumulate more lands, I gave the, 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 the mine in, in, in the form of banker boxes. We started modeling it. Then we did the relogging and, and we did structural geology reports and, and really wanted to, we knew Scotty Gold was good, but we wanted to show that there's going to be a pathway to, to a multi-million ounce deposit. And I knew if I had equities fingerprints all over my technical reports, at least people would sit up straight. They, they've got a great reputation and, and work at Red Chris now, Pure Gold. I mean, these guys have done a great job. So, and then accumulating land. Okay. Uh, so we did all this unsexy work where in the past we had a whole bunch of core, but they only ever uh, assayed for silver and gold. Uh, in the past. So we went and reassayed uh, what we could and, and to help build this model and take all the elements uh, as we try to make a predictive model. And, and so that's, we're in year four of our model and, and it's been playing out. And, and how, how accurate, how, re how reliable is that data that A, you've got, uh, you know, like recovered from the Scotty mine and like the drill core, like how complete is it? What do you need to do to sort of reconfirm it? Oh, you know what? We, uh, it's super solid data. Now you can only kind of the boxes you can confirm and make sure you know where the drill holes are. And then, and so uh, to reassay that, that was easy. It was, it, it was no, tr no troubles. Now underground, there's a whole bunch of little finger core that we're not trying to, you know, from where it was mined out, we, we feel comfortable because we know it produced a half ounce per ton. So, uh, uh, so with the, the last time, any exploration was really done and it was very little ever since 1984 when the mine closed down. Uh, but for two years in 2003, 2004, maybe three years, but in my mind, it's two years right now. Uh, there's the only other time anyone ever drilled it. And it was quite a successful drill program, but gold at that time, I $600 an ounce and our dollar was almost pair, right? You know, we were, 
the dollar, the Canadian dollar was different back then. I remember that. It was well. a currency. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, sorry, uh, I didn't so, offend you know, anybody by saying they that. Had, yeah, yeah. But I think they had a successful drill program. But again, the commodity price yeah. and Bruce Jack and the power line and, and these things were, and then of course the land around uh, the Scotty yeah. gold mine. So we've we've added value and, and we, we at least set the table for this to be. Uh, Something that could be okay. Let more recent past. You did some uh, drilling in 2020, and sort of what did you learn from that? Like, what are you taking away from it? What should we as investors take away from it as well? Like, okay, that's that was a key moment for us. This was a keyhole, and uh, how is that, of course, influencing 2021 now? Sure. So we set out. Actually, we did our first drill program in 2019, and that I think we met at that Beaver Creek conference, and that was the very first time I ever even anyone had ever heard of me up until then I was kind of self financing this and some lucky friends <laughs> that were forced to give me money. But, um, um, you know, we did a small 2000 meter drill program at the end of 2019. And that was cause gold hit 1500 and we were like crazy happy that it hit 1500 and it held for a couple days. And, and, uh, and I had drill permits. So we, we kind of just poked a few holes and, and I never, understood how risky just doing 2000 meters is in the golden triangle and I would never do it again. But we were lucky enough that we hit on all three and we did three different zones with 2000 meters and we hit on, on all three. So that was really exciting for us. So in 2020, we did just over 7,000 meters. And again, we're not trying to build a resource here. We, you know, we've been mapping it and we really wanted to do real big step outs and, and really kind of see uh, what the potential is. And because that's what we were going to try and sell is the potential. And so we had a successful drill program this year. Uh, all set, we know, kind of went on six different zones, but we really focused in on three. And in 2019 on the blueberry zone, we hit this weird broad zone of mineralization we'd never see well in advance of the actual target we were trying to drill and it was seven and a half grams over 34 meters and so this year we really kind of tested this okay where's this thing going and, and we're pretty comfortable now we have a north south north south trending zone which is new to us and you know some of the the grades that we had from this season they're, they're extraordinary especially when you understand it's on the road and they're all near surface targets. So we got, you know, 35 grams over 2.3 meters, uh, 22 grams over six meters. Those are kind of the higher grades, but we also got two grams over 44, uh, one gram over 55, but it's all near surface and on this new north-south thing. So we're excited about that. Uh, and then we drilled this domino zone, which is just on the other side of the mountain from Scotty. And we found some high grade samples in 2019. So this year never been drilled tested and we, we drilled it and we were happy. We hit high grade might may not the wits we wanted, but we prove proven up. We're hoping it's uh, connected to the Scotty gold mine. It's an East West structure. Scotty's all East West. And then we did a bunch of geophysics on this domino zone. So we know uh, mineral high grade mineralization on strike. We figure now we might've been a little bit, more east than we should have been but right on strike we've got some ip anomalies uh, em anomalies so 
Uh, we're we're quite exa- excited on on top of Sam. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, what is guiding you in that regard, right? You said IP anomalies, uh, Mac anomalies, like you're you're looking at uh, like geophysics. I'm assuming as well, just to, to see what what how is that connected. So that's quite interesting. Domino Zone, Scotty Scotty Goldmine. How are you going to follow up though now on the what what you had or the results of 2020? Like, what's the plan now? Well, we have one more zone I didn't tell you about, which is the actual Scotty Goldmine, where we haven't focused hard on this people go why don't you just drill the sky to go by because we know there's gold there right and we're trying to show but we did you know in around the sky to go mine that m zone ozone we hit a 30 meter step out of 109 grams over two and a half meters and it's 30 meters from underground workings on a zone that's identified that's never been mined out and it's so you know i think what you'll see for what we're you know we're not going to go do six zones anymore I think we can focus on, because we have the evidence now, what we have been doing is just adding to the model, poking around, trying to see the geometry of these things. Uh, we've been relatively successful on, on three different zones that I think any junior company would be happy to have one of them. Uh, but we will probably do half our program on, on Blueberry, I, I'm sure. Uh, no helicopter assist right on the road. I can just move that drill around with a D6. It's easy. Uh, we will go follow up on Domino. There's no question. Uh, we're really excited. We'll, 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 we'll continue that uh, looking on strike. And basically what Scotty Gold is, there's dilational zones. So as long as you have mineralization on strike, you're looking for these sigmoidal loops and ore shoots. And so we think Everything on the other side of the mountain is, is very, very similar to Scotty. Evidence is showing that we're not on the wrong track. We, we're continuing to prove up our theories. And then, of course, we'll, we'll probably be a little bit more aggressive on Scotty now with this ozone and, and some of the things we found because it's just uh, okay. exciting. Let, let, so, let's talk creating value. And you, you made a comment that your goal is not to produce a resource. Right. So like, how are you trying to convince the market there's value there? Right. So um, like it's it's a bit of a two-edged sword. Like I see Great Bear was trading that the company that's trading at 800, 900 million market cap. I haven't checked lately, but right around that level, it let it be seven hundred million, which is a great number. But they haven't put out a resource yet, right? But the market no. seems to understand. Okay, this is something big, right? Like what yeah. what's your plan to sort of emulate that? Like it might not be the same scale, obviously, but like you you will have to prove to the market and us retail investors like who, who don't have access to your data room that this is significant, right? What, right. What's the plan there? Well, it's not that we don't want to do a resource. It's just we haven't had enough evidence to be able to lean into something like that. I think what we've found now is we have confidence now that we can go drill a substantial amount of meters on one zone before it's somebody else's data. We're, we're, we're trying to come up with our own our own theories, right? Not something from, from back in the 80s. Uh, we're at the stage now where I think when we even plan these drill holes, we'll have resource in mind that they're going to be able to uh, fit into whatever the parameters of, of these resources. So uh, Great Bear has $100 million in the bank and they can go drill. You know, we've only drilled 9,000 meters in two seasons. And, and so, and until I get a stock price to somewhere where it's just detrimental to the shareholders, and that's where we're at now. So we're kind of at this hill we're going to get over. But I think I've seen it happen right in front of my very eyes with Tudor. I've seen it happen with Skeena, right? I mean, when we were all starting off, they also were 50, 60 cent stocks not that that long ago, but they 
you know, I've just never had that budget and, and that event. But I think, you know, what I see now, there's lots of CA signed. Um, uh, not necessarily people who buy in the market, but you have interest from these people who are looking for jurisdictional diversification that may be producing otherwise. So we're getting the attention we want now. Uh, yeah, and well, like I say, we'll, we'll, we'll do it minimum 12,500 meters this season. So okay, fantastic. Okay, no, no, that's that should yeah. create some value, right? I was trying to poke the bear, see what comes out, of course, with that question, and trying to, to say exactly what you just did. Perfect. Um, but also, are there any other forms like you can actually like keep the illusion to a minimum and finance it? And I know there's some stockpiles or something on the on the property. Is there anything you could do with those? Well, we do have uh, exposed tailings on the property. Now they're not our uh, uh, responsibility. That that. that risk uh that lays with the crown right now because they used to be submerged under a lake and then because of glacial recession this lake gave way 25 years ago and so we have these tailings and we've done about three years of studies uh we as long as we don't put a mechanized vehicle on them they, they stay not our liability but well you know we've done the metallurgical work we have a high degree of confidence we know it's there I think it's a great opportunity for Scotty for an ESG type uh, uh, situation here where we can help clean up things and perhaps uh, realize a little bit of a val value there. But what I can say is I can't give you the math, but I'll tell you that there's a conservatively 150,000 tons of 2.1 grams. Okay. Right. And that's we can feel comfortable with that number as we've done all the studies and recoveries. So we, we have a good handle on it. We're working with engineering firms right now just going what's the best way to, to to look after this and we've yeah many conversations great i uh, got one follow-up question actually to the resource is there like do you have enough data from let's say scotty Goldmine uh to, to actually produce a resource is that good enough or do you have to do more drilling like based on the historical data itself actually sure no i i think it'd be pretty easy for us to crib together a, a resource but it wouldn't be it wouldn't reach that million so why that's kind of how we, we see it around you know around the table uh, at the office <laughs> that we don't we don't go to anymore but no no because there's a historic resource there uh we could come up with something that would be quite easy easy but it wouldn't it wouldn't make that million so we want to show a million to you know have that confidence that because it's just not going to move the needle if i came out with a resource that Again, I don't think I'm allowed to say numbers, but you can figure it out. It'd be very easy for us to put some three, four years of production in front of us, right? Easy. One, one last thing before I jump over to a couple of questions. And you, you mentioned production. That's why the question triggered. You actually have a mine permit. You can actually start producing theoretically tomorrow, right? <laughs> like, well, like theory. Yeah, like, I know. So let, run us through that. What is that worth to you? And let's say in a in a positive scenario, and all the studies come back positive. Like, what does it actually entail? Like, what does that mean having that permit? And what do you need to do to actually use it? Yeah, so we're in the possession of a mining permit. It's permit M one thirty nine, and what it is, it, it's a small mine permit, much like Barkerville had. It's uh, seventy five thousand ton a year. Uh, of course, it had to be some amendments. Uh, They'd want to see that it's safe underground. It's very competent underground. You can still push the locomotives up and down the railroad tracks and and, and such. So, you know, dealing with the government, I, I wouldn't say, ah, we could produce tomorrow. But our path would be 
easier than anybody else's in, 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 if that's what we decided. But I want to tell we're an exploration company that just happens to have a mine permit. And that might come in handy uh, down the road. Uh, and I think that gives us a different look than another junior exploration company because somebody who knew how to go crush rocks up and, and uh, was interested, that, that might be attractive to them. I mean, we're, we're all explorationists, although Ernie Mass is on my board and, and John Williamson, both of them uh, mine currently, or have Ernie has mined and John is mining, I think. So, uh, but I, I, I don't want to confuse people and that's, you know, let, let, let's, let's show a million, two million ounces of high grade gold and, and then uh, we'll see who's no, interested. My point is that there's actually yeah. some value there, right? The mine permit just doesn't happen overnight. There's time and cost associated with that, right? So um, let's jump over Correct. some questions. The junior explorer sent quite a few questions and I hope we answered a few already during our conversation. And uh, like one of them is uh, like, how soon can you get back on the property to drill? And uh, you sort of talked about what the program looks like, but it's more of a timing thing. Sure. Now we are yeah we're in a harsh part of the world so the the winters make, make it difficult that being said scotty goldmine operated year-round like if you were actually operating you could operate year-round ascot there's people on on the ground right now i, I know uh i'm probably going up to stewart end of next week uh myself but we won't be able to get drills turning till june yeah. uh but we'll have i have a crew going probably in three weeks on the lower level grounds, because we own a big land package, even though we have that big land package, 85% of our work is cornered around the Scotty. But because we also have two past producing silver mines on the Southern properties. And so we need to keep those lands in good standing. Uh, so we, we'll go, we'll start working on, on those lower level lands. Uh, and and just See, I, 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 might, I might've just found your problem. You should have talked about the silver mines. <laughs> I know, I know, but let's keep focus on your knitting. We, we just I talked for 25 sports. minutes and now you're saying you own two past producing silver mines. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, and that'll come when the time's right for that. You got to stick to your knitting and, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, but kidding, uh, no, no, it's we're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're in a very, very interesting part of the world. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, there's mineralization everywhere. Yeah. No, good point. Um, interesting question, actually, and uh, I'm curious, like, where, where the idea of the question comes from. But what are the company's plans for PDAC this year? Well, you know, we're just taking meetings. Uh, I didn't actually sign up to be in the PDA booth. I have a PDAC booth. We did the the roundup and core shack there, but right now we just finished our drill results. I'm, I'm working on a new presentation for the 2021 and we just we weren't sure how it was going to go and it was crowded and i've been doing an awful lot of this stuff so we just kind of we, we stepped back because we weren't sure we again i still don't have my em date i still don't have everything that i need but it, we should have everything in, in the next day or two and and uh we've really been working on a kind of a rollout and just go okay are, are you listening uh we've had two successful years in a row and I'm cheaper <laughs> and I have money in the bank and I'm cheaper than you could have bought me at any really ever. And uh, so, you yeah. know, we're, we're just kind of working on that. We're going to start marketing quite hard uh, in the next couple of weeks. And just when we start showing our, our drill program and we'll just give it to people in, in its entirety. Yeah. No, that, that okay. Yeah. Perfect. Because marketing means you, you got to have a couple catalysts, drill program, 
plans announcement and you said EM data is pending. Let's talk about those near-term catalysts actually at three, six months. Like, what are you looking at? Because you said you have a bit of a news gap until you start drilling. Like, you, you should have a bit of a news gap, but I'm sure you can fill it somehow. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, you know, we... <sighs> I've done lots of transactions in the area. We're continuing to look, you know, and, and, and see and just seeing if we could add value. Again, we're really excited uh, about this EM data. Again, hopefully it gives us some more clues. Uh, um, but, you know, I don't want to over promote it, but we are internally pretty excited. And some of the people sniffing around our data room are pretty interested in seeing that. I think right now it's hair straight back. I mean, we all got lot just jammed last year without this assay problem and so we're and we're a small guy right so what what skiing are going to drill 60,000 meters uh, how what leverage am I going to get with the labs probably not much so we're really trying to solve problems before they start we're ordering our lumber now we, we've got all the contractors in line and, and really uh you know last year was a difficult year and and uh and I think there's going to be more drilling in our area than ever. I know uh, Bev, Ivan Bevick's doing uh, 20,000 meters over there at Homestake. I see this Goliath now is going to drill. Um, I, I, again, there's this, you know, Tudor is on fire. They're just north of me. Skiing is not slowing down. Again, I live in the area. I know half the people who work in all these places and it's, it's hair straight back right now. Fantastic. Yeah. Brett, I think we got, we got to wrap it up here so it doesn't go too long. It's always great talking to you. We got to have you back on once uh, you start drilling again, talk about some drill results, maybe even come up for a site visit. You know, it's not too far away from Vancouver. So, Well, I think uh, we'd love to have you up, Kai. I pre appreciate you having me on and, and I, I really enjoy the content you put out there. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. Everybody else, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. That was Scotty Resources, episode 142 with Brad Rourke. And I really appreciate you watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the questions that you send in. This makes it way more interactive and lively. That's uh, the whole point of this conversation. We hope you produce something that you like to watch. So make sure to follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, hit that little bell icon there as well. That way you get notified when we go live with another update and uh, you you have a bit of an advantage because we do all our interviews live thanks so much for watching we'll be back tomorrow with another update